Shut up and sit down. Got nothing here. You're giving me baseball and hockey, and I got my keister blown in the wind. I made that made to look like a fool here. Life is better on a bicycle. Life is better on a bike. When you push the pedal and go down the hill, then everything is alright. You are listening to the Dialed Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tommy Godwin, an English long-distance cyclist, once said riding a bike is everything to a cyclist. The friendship and camaraderie you have with other cyclists, to a cyclist, is the be-all and end-all of your life. Preach on, brother. Welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and today I'm here with nobody. I'm sitting solo by myself in the studio, and I don't know if you guys really want to listen to me ramble on. Um, so on that note, what I'm going to do is I'm going to connect with the guys. They are all on their own respective little trips for family time, for family adventures, and for racing and whatnot. So um, let's connect with those guys with Skype. But before we do, uh, just a little uh, heads up. We're not going to really do a backpedal today. Uh, yay. <laughs> you guys are probably happy about that because we can ramble on on that quite a bit. Um and that's another thing. Are those too long? Let us know. Um, if you guys want us to tighten that up a little bit, maybe give you a little bit more show content, or um, maybe just make it a shorter episode all together. That would be uh, something that we'd be fully willing to do. We just want to hear from you guys. Let us know if it's too much. Um, so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to give the guys a call. I've got some questions lined up for them. We'll call it like kind of a little quasi hot seat, but it's more of just to kind of get to know the the guys a little bit more and get some more feedback from them and maybe give you a little slight glimpse into the future of the Dialed podcast. Um, real quick on the podcast, um, our, our mission there really, when we first got started, was just to be a place where we could come and sit down with each other every single week because it was stuff that we were already doing. Um, if nothing else, it really got us out of the uh, the hair of our wives and, and girlfriends and uh, significant others, if you will, and got us to shut up around them because all we want to do is talk about bikes and triathlon and racing and all the fun stuff that we talk about. So it was a place for us to come and talk. Um, once we kind of figured out, hey, you know, we really think we're going to do this and we want to start putting some information out there. We wanted it to be somewhat educational, somewhat fun. We wanted to help build community. That's big for us, all of us. Um, we wanted it to be you know, entertaining for you guys could be one. We want it to be something that we would want to listen to. So hopefully it's something that you guys enjoy. Um, you know, and if nothing else, it'd be entertaining for us at least. Um, and we wanted you guys to learn. And in that same breath, we wanted to learn ourselves. So this is really a, a great opportunity for us to go out there and kind of 
push the envelope on some new things and, and learn some stuff that we didn't necessarily know or didn't have a firm grip on and bring that back to you guys and have us round table discuss it and just try and really break it down so we can get a real firm grasp on it. And hopefully you guys are learning something along the way as well. On that note, I'm going to shut up here and cut to the, uh, the chase and, and get these guys on the phone. Because as much as I'm tired of sitting here at the table alone, I'm sure you guys are plenty tired of listening to me blabber on about all kinds of minutiae here. So let's reach out to Matt and see what he's up to. Hello, this is Matt. Mr. Matt Legrand, how are you? What is happening? (laughs) Or better yet, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? What's up, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? They're doing good. Um, it's they kinda, are. It's kind of crickets here today, but it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe everyone's out of studio. Yeah, it's the first time, but it's actually kind of cool. Matt, where in the world are you? I am in Ionia, Michigan. So Ionia, Michigan is most well known for its prisons, uh, <laughs> but it's actually a pretty beautiful place. Lots of farmland, lots of country, lots of wide open spaces uh and so you know it's a good place to come for vacation and it's beautiful in the summertime so i'm here visiting my in-laws my wife's family is here my wife grew up here uh and it's a pretty mellow place to hang out so it's good you guys have any fun things planned um you know we don't have a lot of stuff planned uh we you know basically hang out at the pool you know every day and uh, then we grill out and cook in the evening, and uh, yeah, it's kind of low stress. I know you're still recovering from your shoulder, but are you able to get any exercise in while you're out there? Uh, there is actually good running to do on dirt roads. I mm-hmm. mean, so we're way out in the sticks, and uh, so you know, you're running on gravel roads, you're running on dirt roads, and things like that. And um, yesterday, I did a four miler with my wife, which wow. was awesome. And, uh, yep. And then today I did a four miler by myself. How'd so that feel on the shoulder? It was really good. Um, it hurts a little bit cause of the bouncing or whatever. Uh, but you know, I think it's, it's you know, it just kind of feels like, uh, it just feels good to go run. Right. Like I always think about this with the podcast where, you know, it's a cycling podcast and we all like live to cycle. And I almost feel like I'm the oddball where I'm like, you know what? I'm the, I'm the guy that's like, I live to run. And so when I get the chance to do these, you know, relatively, I wouldn't say pain-free, but like, you know, low stress runs and I get to be able to do the sport that I grew up doing and love doing. It's just so wonderful. So the rest of the day, you're just kind of on cloud nine, right? Where you're just like, yes, thank goodness. I got a good run in. So gotcha. Hey, are you getting any footage out there for your YouTube channel? Well, yes. Um, I'm, 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 here's what I'm thinking. I've got to come. So here's the, the hard part with having these YouTube channels and things like that. It's like you get, you know, you have plenty of opportunities to get beautiful footage, but how do you tell a story with that, that people either, you know, a, that's educational, you know, that they can take some sort of learning process from or, or something like you kind of have to tie the footage into a story or tie, you know, take the story and then build footage around it. Yeah. And so, um, and those are things that I'm not that good at. Like it's stuff that I, like I see as a flaw with my videos and it's something I really want to work on. Um, and so, the concept for this video is, is, or one of the concepts would be like, what do you do when your triathlon season is over? Uh, and so typically for triathletes, you know, we have this kind of like summer season, um, and it really can go into, you know, September, you know, world championships in October. 
but usually, you know, sometime in that September, October timeframe, you get a lot of people that are extremely excited about this sport because they just did their first season or second season. And they've done great. and They're getting better. And then, bam, the season's over. They don't have any races to do. And it's kind of like, what do you do when your season is over? And so um, the concept for this video that I will eventually put out will be uh, what do you do when your season's over? And it's the perfect time for family time, perfect time for vacation, perfect time to do nothing at all perfect time to like go run dirt roads or get lost or whatever it is. Um, and it's some of the same stuff that we've talked about on this podcast before, right? Where it's like, yep. go find a road that you've never biked before. Like those are the, these are the perfect times to do that. Uh, and I think it's one of those things that people need to, you know, when they're asking themselves, what do I do now that triathlon season's over? Well, here you go. This is what you're supposed to do. So, you know, um, I can put together a little bit of footage. I still, you know, I still need to kind of mold the story. Obviously I'm, I'm rambling and I, cause I don't know what the story is yet, but those <laughs> are the, those are all ideas that I need to kind of put down. And I won't even post that video probably for a month or so gotcha. because, um, it, I think it'll be better timing to post it kind of, you know, September, October timeframe. Gotcha. Do you already have something in the can that we will see this week? Yes. I have a video coming out potentially with this podcast on Wednesday, uh, I, I posted a a brief clip to Instagram today Ah, and actually, yeah, it's, so this is the great part about talking to you, Jake, because I feel like you have a very good mind of like videos and things like that and how do you put this stuff together? Um, you know, I made this, you know, this, this idea of like, uh, I had a video last week and it was like, um, five reasons why every triathlete should do an Ironman race or something like that. And I did that video on purpose because this video I knew coming out was going to be the opposite, basically, like why every athlete should skip an Ironman race in favor of their local triathlon and really just bash Ironman, you know, the company, (laughs) uh, lay into them and be like, yeah, they're, you know, their customer service is horrible, blah, blah, blah. I didn't, you know, it's not exactly what I say in the video, but, uh, but then I had this idea of like, what if someone, uh, took a Ironman kids medal and like, filed it down into an Ironman medal and was just like, Hey, yeah, this, you know, instead of spending $700 for a race, they spend $20 for the race. And so I made this little, like, it's really short. It's like a one minute video. And it's like this, you know, it's me like cranky and I've got the, uh, kids medal that I stole from some kid and I make it into a a different Ironman. And so the idea was good. It was kind of funny and the execution was okay. It just, but it didn't feel like it, told the whole story. And so I almost sent it to you guys to say, Oh, you know, I think it's funny, but it's not quite, it doesn't quite give you the whole story. Anyway, I showed it to my wife. She thought it was funny enough. So I did end up dropping it in this video. That's kind of like six reasons why you should do your local race instead of an Ironman race. And the beginning of it is, you know, me kind of trying to file down this medal and make it a kid's medal into an Ironman medal. Um, so that will come out Wednesday with this podcast or that's, that's my goal is to get that, you know, out either tonight or tomorrow, probably. So, so. Evan was sitting here right now. He'd be saying, what you sipping, Matt? Mm. <laughs> Sounded like you just cracked open a little LaCroix you, or something like hear, that. <laughs> man, the audio quality is better than I thought. Told you. This is a Key Lime LaCroix sparkling water. Nice. And I thought it would be important to be sipping on some sort of sparkling water while we bust out the dial podcast because we don't want to let our sponsors down our yeah, sponsorships got a, got a LaCroix uh, pineapple strawberry sitting right in front of me as well so mm, so mm. back to the YouTube channel I do want to pay 
little bit of props to you or like give you some props for letting your personality come out a little bit more and shine. I really, truly, sincerely enjoy the comedy bits that are starting to pop up in your videos more frequently. And I really want to employ you to do more of that stuff because do more. it's awesome. It's, it's tough because it's like, in, so I think when we do podcasts, and we're just chatting and we joke around all, you know, the four of us together in a room. It's absolutely hilarious, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Others might disagree, but yeah. <laughs> people might think, yeah, people might think that we're stupid. I don't care. But like, I actually think that that stuff is hilarious. When I, when you make a video and it's, you're, you're filming yourself and blah, 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 it does come off more scripted, uh-huh. like scripted comedy. And I don't think it's as natural. And so... I mean, I, I really feel like nine times out of 10 that I should just cut a lot of this stuff out. <laughs> like I really, you know, I was, you know, I made this, the metal thing, you know, where like, you know, it's, I, and the idea is funny where it's like, Oh, guy takes a kid's metal and makes it into a, you know, the idea is funny, but it's just like, uh, you know, it just, it doesn't look like it. You know, I really made a metal from this one to that one. It's just not that funny and it's scripted so you're just like yeah come on. i mean just get to the point of the video well, and maybe. then the other part the other problem with that is like if someone clicks on a video of like why you should race you know six reasons why you shouldn't race iron man they really want to get to the content of the video and if you you know if you're posting this super long introduction it may or may not be funny and and you've spent all you know you spent a minute and a half or two minutes now waiting for the content of the video and so i think it's a it's a tricky balance. And so I kind of always go back and forth like, you know, yeah. this is too much or I, I whatever it is. But totally agree with you. You don't want to front load it with too much yeah. of that. But if you sprinkle it in along the way, I think that that would be very well received. It's fine. Yeah. 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 And so so when you watch the video that will come out, you know, t- tonight or tomorrow, you'll tell like, oh, yeah, Matt's right. Like this. There's basically almost two minutes before you get to the first reason why you should race local instead of race an Ironman race or something like that. I don't remember the exact amount of time, but it's at least a minute and a half or something like that, which is way too long before you get to the meat of the actual video. And so I, I, something I need to work on for sure. And I think, um, you know, you don't want to just, you'll, and honestly, when you see like videos, people, they want to kind of get to it and they don't want to kind of sit around and, Gotcha. Puts around for yeah. a while before they get to the reason they clicked on the video. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Well, another cool thing is I know that the triathlon in the YouTube sphere is kind of a niche thing. Mm. Like there's not like a huge, huge amount of people that are doing stuff out there with like millions upon millions of followers. Um, you know, you've got your triathlon Taron. He's probably not even to a hundred thousand followers on there. Right. Correct. Yeah. About yeah. That. that sounds right. So it's, it, that, that's probably like one of your big dogs out there. So to be in that, that, that number that's good you're slowly but surely inching not closer to him yet but i i I just feel like you're a powder keg about ready to explode and i noticed that you just went over 700 followers and i think people are starting oh yeah starting to come to realize that you're doing a good job out there and you put out good content and what i love about you is that you are always willing to share information and you're trying to help people along and you're trying to you know further propagate the the sport and get more people interested in it and um, I think you're doing a great job with that. I think you're teaching a lot of people a lot of great stuff. So good job, Matt. Yeah. I um, One of the things that I've really tried to do is like go on YouTube and like encourage other people to do what I'm doing, which is, you know, trying to s- basically talk about the sport, you know, pass on information to other athletes because I don't have all this, obviously. And, uh, and I think that's been really good. Um, the other thing that's been not to my own horn, but like people have come to my channel and they've said stuff like, 
oh my gosh, I can't believe you only have whatever, you know, 700 subscribers. Yeah. And so it, it, it does, you know, I agree. Like, I feel like, you know, people, when they make it over to the channel, it's pretty well received, uh, you know, for the most part. Uh, you're always going to have people bash you or whatever, sure. trolls or whatever, yeah. you know, love to, to say mean things, which is fine. Like, I don't, you know, I can, I can handle it. But uh, but for the most part, I have, like, the best people that subscribe to my channel. It's, it's almost like I'll post a video and I'll immediately have, you know, five to ten people that like the video, comment on stuff. And I'm just like, these are the nicest people. Yeah. They are, you know, and, and one of the good things is – and another reason that I would encourage other people to kind of start doing this is <clears throat> you're, when you start up, things start up super slow. I mean, at least that's the way it was for me. You know, your first hundred subscribers are just take forever to get, you know, get there. And that's not the case for everyone, but it was for me. But the people are fantastic and you can get to like with a hundred people, you can know all of your subscribers. To me, that's like the coolest thing ever is like these people think, you know, highly enough of your videos that they're willing to, you know, uh, subscribe or be notified when you post a video or all these things it's like wow that that's super cool and they're just good people like um one of the cool things that i've been able to do with a smaller group is just like hey do you want some uh triathlon stickers i can mail them to you like yeah. it's just such a small cool community yep. uh that i'm pretty pumped about it at this point and so far it's pretty much i would say almost hundred percent positive. Yep. Even sometimes when someone will post something negative, they'll even come back later and be like, Oh, um, you know, you, you know, I just, I, I wasn't thinking when I posted that and your <laughs> content, you know, the production value is really high and all this really nice stuff yes. that they'll say about the the videos and stuff like that. So keyword, you I, just, I love it. Keyword cool. you just said there was production value. The videos that you post up are beautiful. You do such a great job. You've got a really good eye for like the, the cinematography behind the stuff that you're doing. So not only is it good information, but it's aesthetically pleasing to look at. So good job, Matt. Yeah. And I, that's the stuff that I, <clears throat> am kind of passionate about, I think yeah. a little bit. And I, and I think Jake, you probably are the same way, which I think, you know, makes it fun for us to chat. Um, <clears throat> but I've noticed that if, if I go back and I look at videos from a year ago, it's like, you see that I'm trying to do a good job, <laughs> but you're just, and I'm just not there. You're learning. And the I process. know I can, yeah. I can tell I'm better now. And, and then I can still see problems with the stuff that I post now. And it's like, I'm, and I'm just going to completely guess, like I'm hoping that a year from now that I can be where I want to be with the production quality. And so it's like, I can see where I came from and I'm so much better and I can tell that it's going to get better because the stuff that I want to do, you know, from, you know, and this is just like learning from, you know, watching other videos or people that I respect in the industry, you know? Um, and so it's like, I know I can get there or I'm, I can get close. And so it's fun. It's super enjoyable. It's kind of an obsession for yeah. sure. Um, well, you're not going to get better if you're not out I there. I want make... other people on board for sure doing the same thing. Yeah, you're not going to get better if you're not yep, out there making exactly. new content. And each time you put out a video, I'm sure you're getting a little bit more refined. It would almost be kind of funny though to have you go back and look at some of like maybe like your first five or ten videos and go back and like revisit them, yeah, like, redo them if you will, and kind of like and just be like, yeah, uh, crush, yeah. crush the old Matt Legrand. Yeah, <laughs> that could be fun to watch. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. It, I think I just, it's hard because it's like some of it's bad because you're just the, the cut of the video, like where you cut the video is just not that good or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, they're wrong for a lot of different reasons. So, you know, yeah, but yeah, I definitely, you know, and that's definitely something I'm going to do just because 
uh, I think some of the topics, right? So for example, in October, we'll have the world championship, the Kona edition or whatever. And last October I did a video, you know, where I give my predictions for the top podium people. Yep. I'm going to do that video again, obviously. I'm going to do that probably every year. And I think there'll be a couple of videos where I just revisit kind of yearly. It would be funny to compare years past or whatever. (laughs) I don't think that they'll be that much better in some ways, but some videos might be. So who knows? Gotcha. Not to perseverate on your YouTube channel, but real quick, what are some of your goals with the YouTube channel? Uh, I think the, the main goal is to just disseminate as much information as possible you know, um, I would say like if you were like, hey, th- what's the elevator pitch for the YouTube channel? It'd be, you know, educate, inspire, um, you know, and that's really, you know, one of those things where it's like, OK, pay attention to the quality of the videos, um, pay attention to the educational material just so it's kind of like I can learn along the process while I'm kind of educating as well. Uh, and, and really, it's like, well, if I don't ever do another triathlon in my entire life. I never put my foot over the bike again. Like what have I learned, you know, about these things that I can pass on, you know, in case I don't ever do something again. Right. Yeah. And so it's just like, that was the original idea behind the channel. Um, and I think that's kind of the point of it all, you know, it's just like, Hey, make sure that information's out there so that everyone can pick up on it and roll with it. Gotcha. And so, um, yeah. And so that's, that's one of the ideas for sure. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think some of the production value is good. Um, and I still have some ideas too, but like the whole like motivational piece, you know, a lot of times like you watch a video and you can barely make it through the video because it's so inspiring. You just want to like turn the computer off and go ride the bike, yep. you know, or go out and run on the trails or whatever it is. And so I, I'm not sure I've kind of hit the nail on the head as far as that goes. Um, but I'm, you know, it's on my hit list of things to try for, uh, with a couple of videos coming up. So gotcha. I have the video that I want to do that's basically, yeah, it's going to be called, um, you know, should triathletes run trails, you know, and you know, I'll go through a whole bunch of reasons why triathletes shouldn't run trails, but like, obviously the final, uh, message is going to be like, hell yeah, you should get out there. And, and, and that one, the whole point is just going to be like, it should be motivational. It should be kind of cinema. I would say like cinema, cinema quality kind of trail stuff where mm-hmm. you kind of are inspired to go out and do, uh, just because the ultimate message is like, yeah, go out there because it's beautiful. Like that's the reason to do it. Um, and I have some other ideas for biking as well that I'm going to get your help with Jake. Cause sure. I, have, I have some ideas for, for some bike type, same, similar kind of stuff where it's just like, you know, should, should you go out and bike? Yes, you should. Uh, it's too beautiful out there not to not do it. So for sure. For sure. All right. Um, here's another one for you. Do you want your kids, you've got three, three young boys. Do you want them to follow yes. in your footsteps yeah. with respect to running and triathlon? I would love my kid. That's a good question. I, so I would love my kids to, get into, um, running and swimming, you know, cycling, you know, I think will be safer. And I've probably mentioned this on the podcast. I think we're on episode 78 or something like that. We've done a lot of podcasts. So a lot of random thoughts have gone out there. Uh, but in my opinion, this is one of these weird things where I think cycling may be in its most dangerous point ever where 20 years ago, people weren't distracted by their cell phones while they were driving. And today they are. And so that worries me every day. Every time I go out on the bike ride, I worry about, you know, someone being on a cell phone and not paying attention to the road and just absolutely whacking one of us. And 
for my kids, that is a big fear. And I think, and this is just me, you know, completely theorizing 20 years in the future, uh, that cars may be self-driving or a, a large percentage of cars may be self-driving. Mm-hmm. And I actually trust self-driving cars to avoid cyclists better than, you know, uh, grandma on her cell phone. And so personally, I worry that today is the most dangerous time to be a cyclist on the road in our history, in the past, and also our future. And so when I think about, you know, my kids, do I want them to follow my footsteps and do triathlon? The answer is yes. I'm passionate about the sport. I think it's a good sport. I think running is a beautiful sport. It's fantastic. I think swimming is a great sport, very good cardiovascular activity. I think it'll keep um, people healthy for a long time. Cycling is my one thing that I fear, both for myself, but also for my kids. Uh, And my hope is that when they're into cycling, that things may be getting better uh, as far as safety goes on the road. Um, and, and I'm not sure I'm doing enough myself to make that, you know, um, cause, you know, we talk about it on the podcast a lot, uh, but we're also talking to a whole bunch of people that believe the same things that we believe. Yeah. And so I want to think, you know, there, I think there are things that we could do or steps that we can take to potentially make biking safer in our little, you know, small neck of the woods and maybe potentially, you know, through the podcast, we could encourage other people to take small steps in their own neck of the woods. And who knows, like maybe we could make cycling safer again, maybe small steps, but I know it's not like self-driving cars or something like that. But, you know, I'm hoping that there are things that we can do in the future to make cycling safer so that, yeah, we can say, yes, we want our kids to be bikers. I know you want I, I I, at least I think you want your kids to be cyclists. Uh, it's just such an amazing sport. Absolutely. But yeah. I know. I know after your injuries that you've got to be scared. Oh, so much so. It's, I mean, I, I haven't even been on my road bike since that car almost hit me a week and a half ago. It's, well, it's mm. been almost two weeks now, actually. Um, That's crazy. It, it's just one of those things that just does not sit well with me. And every time I'm driving down the road, I see so many people talking on their phones. I see so many people not paying attention. I'm like, thankfully, I'm in a car where I can be protected as opposed to being out on my bike where I'm just a a human being, flesh and bones sitting on a pile of carbon. There's no way to defend that. So no, so there's nothing. I mean, how about we, you you know, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, how about we take the the 20 years from now a step further? We're going to have autonomous cars, but let's get them flying too. Let's just get them completely off the road. Just leave the roads to cyclists. Leave the roads to cyclists. We need the Jetsons to be here, man. (laughs) Uh, What were you going to say, Matt? Sorry about that. Oh, I was just, gonna say like you know we were talking about cars versus bikes and you know it doesn't even matter if it's a small car the car will win every single time you know it's just like we you know and and we have these battles between cyclists and cars all the time where the cyclists yelling at the car and the you know drivers yelling at the cyclists and i just you know keep in mind cyclists like we lose every time every single time you know a car gets angry enough to swerve at us you lose like you don't you know there's no winning that battle exactly so you and i have a very good attitude when we're on the road because we've biked a lot together and and we we tend to you know try to kill them with kindness yep and man that's hard but we do i think we do a decent job of it i you know i i like to think that it's more helpful than but you know i don't i just don't know it's it's such a dismal situation right now you know the way things are are on on the road at least. So, yeah. so hopefully things get better. All right. A few more I can't qu- imagine them getting that much worse. <laughs> a few more questions for you, Matt, then I'll let you get back to your family yep. time. Um, this is going to pertain to the podcast. What's a topic that you really want to tackle on the podcast? 
Anything come to mind? Well, um, I mean, you know, again, you didn't you didn't uh, hit me with the questions in advance. No, nope, so this I is don't like a little a, quasi you know, hot seat here. here. Um, <laughs> so, but but the great part is I can always lean on you know ideas from you know either the videos and things like that that we've made, uh, or um, or just previous discussions and things like that. And one thing that would be really cool would just be like small things that we can do to make cycling safer on the road. And that's just, you know, you and I are talking about this just now. And so, yes, we could all come with three ideas or something like that. Like, what can we do? What are small ideas that we could do to make cycling in Camas, Washington or, you know, or um, Southwest Washington? How can we make it just a little bit safer? Uh, And I think that would be an interesting topic. Um, I don't know if it would be like the real page turner that, you know, honestly, sometimes I think the, the funnier topics are when we're cranky and we're, you know, what <laughs> we have our witch, witch, witch sessions or <laughs> something that rhymes with witch sessions. Yeah. So those are sometimes more entertaining. Um, I, I think that the other ideas, uh, you know, you, we can always go back to kind of some of these like top 10 lists. I think those are super fun where we, you know, we start with like, uh, cycling destinations, you know, where would we want to go cycle? What would we want to do? And we all kind of talk about some places, maybe even rank stuff like the number one place that we would want to go. Yeah. Those are super fun because there's a buildup of anticipation for, for that number one destination. So, um, so those are always a couple of things. Uh, and I think other, other things are like that. I, and and a lot of it is like, I would love to hear from our listeners. Like, what do you guys want to learn? What do you guys want to hear about? Uh, because well, one, I don't have all the answers, but I learn a lot from listening to the other guys around the table. Um, and so some of these questions that you guys have are great opportunities for me to learn. Uh, but we could talk about like, what are, you know, the top three things that you can do as a cyclist to get stronger on the bike, you know, just some basic stuff like that, where it's like, you know, we talk about intervals and we talk about hill work and we talk about other things where it's like, these are some things that you can do to make yourself stronger on the bike. Cause I think a lot of our listeners at least are pretty competitive um, we probably have a lot of listeners that love just going out and cruising on the road. And that's awesome. Cause sure. we talk about stuff like that a lot, but I, my gut feeling is that the group that we have is a little bit more on the competitive side. They want to be faster on the bike. And so we may want to, you know, address stuff like that in the future. So those are three things that, you know, come to mind. Um, that's all great. If I'm just shooting from the hip. Sure. Sure. Um, uh, what's, sure. what's one, thing, whatever, <laughs> what's one thing that you would love to either add or change about the podcast as it is. Um, I, I love our, our current format. Um, you know, let me, I, I'm trying to think of what we could change. I don't have a great answer well, let you come on up. that one. We'll, we'll come back we to could, that. You know what? We could, I, I do think that we could shorten it and we should definitely try to get feedback from listeners on that because I may be completely wrong. They might actually think that the, the current, our current format basically um, for those of you guys that are new to our podcast, usually podcasts are about an hour and a half, which is really good if you like to listen to our podcast either for a long drive or a long bike ride. Uh, or in my case, I actually do like long runs and I listen to podcasts. So our hour and a half is actually a very good distance um, or time frame. But I do think when I originally was thinking about the podcast, I was like, we should aim for an hour, you know, 50 minutes to an hour or something like that, just because, you know, you have, you know, these, these brief moments where you can kind of get out that information or whatever it is, and you're not investing a massive amount of time, uh, while you're waiting for destination number one, if that's the topic, you know, for example. Sure. Um, so I would, I would at least maybe like 
maybe want to ask our listeners, you know, what's the preferred amount of time? Maybe we put out like a poll or something like would one hour, hour and a half or two hours, like, you know, each person, like our listeners could vote or something like that and kind of get some more feedback of what people might think as far as the duration of our podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I've kind of often wondered that as well. And it just seems like that's yeah. just a natural thing for us, the natural it amount does. of time. And for me, again, I will always go back and listen to them just for the sheer fact of wanting to make sure that they sound okay, make sure that everything's yes. flowing okay, and to, to listen to all the things that I screwed up, <laughs> everything that I stumbled over so I can try and finesse that a little bit more for the future. And that hour and a half just seems like a, a, a pretty decent chunk of time so that we can you know, get our information out there. It's not terribly long it's but it's also not too short and it, it allows yeah. us to kind of get what we want across so but i would love and to I've hear noticed like, from people that we can almost go off on any subject matter and yeah. go for an hour yeah you know or more it's just like the group tends to especially with all of us together we can basically go on and on about any topic so I, yeah i could put a piece of bread super on, fun i could put a piece of bread on the middle of the table and say all right we're going to talk about this piece of bread today and, and sure enough it'll come out to an hour and a half every time yeah so yep exactly Nice. Um, what has been your favorite show to date? Can you think of anything off the top of your head? Uh, was... Some of the recent stuff. I liked the um, performance-enhancing drugs uh, episode. I thought that was really good. Um, so that's probably you know the one that comes to mind as far as like recently things you know going. Uh, I would say. Um, some of our first shows were, were good. So if people are going to go back and listen to, you know, some of the shows from the beginning, <laughs> you know, for, I think as, laugh, maybe, as but... <laughs> Lance romance has come, any of, any of the episodes where all four of us are in house together, yeah. I think are, are all high quality. I think the audio is higher quality. And yep. I think that the, um, the camaraderie, you know, and the jovialness, like the, you know, how we all joke and play off of each other in my opinions, makes it so much fun to listen to uh, because you just feel like you're right there with the group, you know, and I, I find myself laughing like while I'm out running, listening to the podcast just because uh, the group is so funny together. Yeah. So, Last question on the podcast. If you could get just one guest, any guest to join us on the podcast, who would it be? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. That would, uh, that would be huge. <laughs> Well, he's, he's, you know, again, like he's super love it or hate it, but he also, you know, anything like that, it's going to be, whether you, even if you hate him, you would want to listen to that. It's podcast. polarizing. Yeah, exactly. He has, and he, I think he has a very strong wealth of knowledge, uh, about the sport. Um, and I, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good to be on the podcast with us. So again, any, anytime we would, you know, the best thing would be if he would be in studio with us so that we have, you know, this, this sort of interaction that, that I personally think makes for a good show. Uh, cause you know, when we do the Skype versions, like, you know, and, and I'm not going to bash the version that we're actually doing right now, cause it might turn out perfect. But I personally think that the ones where we're in studio are by far the best. And so, any special guests, if we can get them in-house, you can get to know someone a little bit better. And I feel like it comes off being a little sure. less uh, sterile. So Yeah, yeah. Um, any questions that you would like me to ask Mr. Lance Romas and Mr. Evan Price? Uh, what questions should you ask Lance? Well, you should ask Lance where in the world is, is Carmen Sandiego. Because Lance is probably, you know, I'm guessing New Mexico or something like that. Who knows where he is? Like, you know, maybe Lance doesn't even know where he is. It's he's that crazy behind the wheel. Uh, 
I would also ask Lance if he's going to start wearing a helmet when he goes and does these little early morning gravel rides with the dog because I've been watching his um, Instagram uh, videos and they're really good, but I always cringe a little bit because I want him to be wearing a helmet. And uh, let's see. For Evan, I would ask him how his recent race went um, in Michigan, and I think he will be quite happy to tell you all about it uh, because he um, raced well, and I think he really enjoyed the race. And I would ask him if he's going to go back to Traverse City because he's in Michigan just like I am. He's just three hours north of where I am, so I'm not going to see him. But uh, he, I think he had fun, so I think you'll enjoy having that discussion with him. And then for you, the hardest question is, Uh I saved the hardest question for last. Uh And that is for you, Jake. Bring it. When are you going to start your your personal YouTube channel? Um, I'm aiming for October. And there's a a reason for that. Um, I'm actually going to have a physical space hopefully opened up here pretty soon. We haven't gotten into that too much. I'm probably going to table it until it's like a done deal. But um, it's one of those things that's in the process. And once that happens, I'm going to have some help. Gosh, I'm so looking forward to that day having yeah. that that key four letter word of help, <laughs> and that will actually help. free up. Yep, it'll free up some time for me to start doing some stuff. I've been kind of writing down ideas, kind of come up with some like storylines cool. and ways that I can integrate some stuff that we work with, and like just there's so many things that I want to get my hands on to play with, and I want to yeah. kind of run it through the paces to see if it's good stuff and put content out there for people and, yeah. and help them make good decisions. Um, I think it's going to be a blast. I'm really looking forward to that creative outlet because for me, that's that's going to be pretty key. So, Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited for that. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, and I'll probably have to lean on you a little bit. <laughs> be, oh, man, you, I think we're going to have fun doing stuff together. Yeah, so, Show me a few tricks. So, Cool. Well, on that note, Matt, I think we're going to let you go unless you've got any other questions for me. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Any, uh, Thanks for calling in. Thanks any, for putting all this together. Yeah. I know it's a lot of work. <laughs> any uh, parting words for Lance and Matt? You want to talk a little smack before we let you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Lance and Evan. Yeah. Or I'm you sorry, know, Lance I mean, and Evan. I said, Matt, you, there we go again. Yeah. If you, if you drop in my audio segment first, then it's really going to make those guys look poor just because, you know, the quality of my, uh, I guess ideas and just, you know, the quickness of the answering of the questions, you know, it's just going to make Evan and Lance just look so bad. I, you know, <laughs> you may want to put those guys first. I don't know. You'll have to edit it together and see how it looks, but, uh, but yeah, you know, high quality stuff coming from here in Ionia, Michigan, for sure. High quality. And you will be back next Monday, correct? Oh, I, uh, I fly in on Monday and yep. I actually think I'm going to, f- I think my flight gets in at 11. And so if we, um, we potentially could have in studio, a bit of podcast, you know, depending on if we're able to push the podcast back, you know, just a little bit or whatever it is. But yeah, I think, I think I'll be in studio hopefully. Yeah. You know what? That's Labor Day. If it works out all right for you guys, what we've done before on holidays when we've recorded is just do it in the evening. I'm perfectly open to that. So that could be fun. Oh, I, yeah. And I think I could probably make it at noon or something like that, but, um, we'll be pushing it just a little bit to get there. So I'm excited. That'll be fun. All right, Matt, have a good rest of your trip. Travel safe. We will talk to you soon. All right, later. All right, see you, bud. All right, let's give Lance a call. Let's see if he is available to chat on the old Skype. Hello, this is Lance Romance on the road picking up. Who is this? What's up, Lance? It's Jake. How are you, bud? (laughs) Hey, Jake. How's it going, Jake? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I haven't checked my uh, Find My Friends yet to uh, see where you're at. Where where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Um, at the moment, I am uh, about to cross the border from Utah into Idaho. Whoa. So, yeah, I am kind of out in the middle of 
no man's land. Let's hope this signal lasts for a while because that could be humorous as well. <laughs> You've been on the road for over a week now, correct? Um, it's been two and a half weeks already. <laughs> that long already? Oh, that's right. You weren't here in the studio for the last podcast. No, I was not. Are you keeping tabs of how many states you've been in? Um, I, I haven't kept, I've, I've kept tabs of how many states I've ridden in, but not how many I've driven through. We've actually ridden in 10 different states over the last 10 days, um, or over the last two weeks. But, uh, I don't know how many states you've driven through. It's been a lot. We drove from, from Portland, uh, to all the way to Florida and back. And they, I took different routes on the way out and on the way back. So it's been... It's been a bit of a, a haul. <laughs> What's been your favorite spot thus far? Oh, you know, Colorado. Just, I don't. Something just draws me in about Colorado. I don't know if it's the mountains or if it's the crisp air, or uh, it's all the athletes there, or it's the great riding. I don't know, but Colorado just kind of uh, resonates with me a little bit. I, I don't. I don't think I like it more than. Um, the Pacific Northwest, to be honest, but um, it, it sure is a pretty cool state. That's for sure. Did you leave a deposit on a vacation home there by chance? <laughs> <laughs> I may have something here and there. <laughs> nice. So I got a few questions for you. Um, all right. And we're just going to kind of run that course today because uh, you guys are all over the freaking place. You got Lance all over the country and Matt and Evan in Michigan and I'm just yep. sitting here all by myself, uh, all lonely in the studio. It's all dark um, and everything, just sipping on my LaCroix. <laughs> uh, we miss you, Jake. That's for sure. That's uh, all good. We'll all be back together soon enough. So we've got – oops. Sorry about that. i got people trying to call me right now, as always. Everybody loves Jake. Oh, my God. My I phone. I'm about ready to chuck it out the window. <laughs> just start over. <laughs> get a new phone number. If you want to call me, you got to know the secret number. Um, <laughs> cross season is coming up. Yes. Do you have your eyes set on anything? Any sights set on any particular goal this season? What's up? Um, well, yeah, I, I do. I'm I'm racing a new category this year. Um, my cross age is 50, even though I don't turn 50 until next April. Um, but I, I get to race as a 50-year-old in our Obra races because we are mimicking – Obra is mimicking the race age of USA Cycling – which you get to race the age in the in the year that the season ends and the cyclocross season doesn't end until February of next year correct and so I get to race as a 50 year old so it 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 actually solves a, a big dilemma for me because I'm a cat two in cyclocross and I was I always have this dilemma do I op race the open two threes or do I race the master one twos both of those fields I get trounced in I just got smoked in and so for me to be able to just race the 50 plus race category just solves a lot of dilemmas for me. So there's no, not, there, there's no slouches in there though, either. There's, no. That's just, I think that was like the number two field last year in terms of like lap speed. Yes, we have, we have former national champs in, in, in our area. Uh, there's fast guys in there. I, I do feel that I, I stack up a little better in that field than the other fields. And so I, I, I have no illusions that I will win a bunch of races. I think I will have a shot at most races at a top five or a top 10. And sure. I might make a few podiums if I'm lucky. Gotcha. That's what I think. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So you're getting queued up. How many races do you think you'll do this winter or this fall and winter? I bet I do at least 20. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so races are typically um, 45 minutes, right? Yeah. The races are 45 minutes. They're between 40 or 45 minutes, some around there. Um, but, uh, in Portland, we have a, we have a, a Tuesday night series. We have a Wednesday night series and we have a weekend series. So there's three different series that, that I can race. So I can re- actually race three times a week. Yeah. Well, we actually have and, two weekend series. You've got the, the GP yes. series to start off, which will, um, feed into the, the cross crusade series, which is the big one. Yes. So I'll, there'll be an early weekend series and then a late weekend series with the cross crusade, the big one. I'm a little torn on the cross crusade series because there's eight races and six of those races are on Sunday and Sunday races are hard for me. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gearing to try to do better in the early season races than do really well in the cross crusade series races, which is a bit of a bummer because that's where all the glory is in the cross crusade races. Those are the, those are the big ones, but I don't know. We'll just have to Uh, see. Those are those See are big races. They're fun and all that stuff. But if you don't get a call up, you're pretty much SOL, correct? I mean, if you're correct. starting in the back and you've got 50, 60, 70 people in there and the courses are tight as they are, you're you're not going to be finding yourself in the top 10. No, not, you won't. You could be and the fastest person in the really field. Hard, yeah. yeah. So it'll be really hard to even catch or get a call up from there. I'm already hearing people talking about us winning the team competition for the 2019 season so that we can get the team call-up for all Cross Crusade races in 2020. How do you feel about that? Well, I, that would be phenomenal, but that is a very tall order. Um, we, we do well in uh, – as a team, we do well in, in the Cross Crusade series, but, you know, Team Deschutes, Deschutes Brewery, um, they have a lot of racers, and they come out big. They show up big time for – the cross crusade races and they have, they have juniors and they have a junior program. And I think that will be a difficult team to beat because we have a lot of racers in the, I don't know, the lower categories, but not so many in the upper ones. And team to shoots has, is a little more spread throughout all those. Was team to shoots the one that won the team competition last year? I thought it was the lazy tarantulas. It it might've been lazy tarantulas. You might be right. I know team to shoots, one like three years in a row or something like that. Gotcha. Well, so, but they might have not won last year, so that well, could be tricky. We've added quite a few juniors to our team for the 2019 season. We've got more women racing, and we are covering a, a broader spectrum of different categories. So, I think that um, I think we've got a, a fight and chance to go in there and, and do some damage. It could be oh, interesting to see. So, I, I would love that. I really would love that. That would be a great thing for sure yeah yeah well we'll have to we'll have to see how that all shakes out i think that's the only thing that our team hasn't won as a team yet in obra so uh all (laughs) eyes on that (laughs) all right um the people want to know lance will you ever Uh work again will i ever work again yeah (laughs) (laughs) well i hope not (laughs) my life my life is pretty good right now i kind of like my life well okay let me let me reframe that question will you ever voluntarily work again or are you pretty much done done i mean will that that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you will that ever rear its head again and, and and draw you back into the working world uh you know probably i probably will that will be probably something that pulls me back i mean really 
right now I'm I, I'm still working, but it's just managing my investments, yeah. which only takes five or six hours a week. It doesn't take forty hours a week. Oh, Lance, so what gives, are you gonna do with it, yourself, man? Jeez. <laughs> such know. a pull well, on your time. <laughs> that's why I've been driving across the country and riding in ten different states in the last two weeks and yeah, you know, yeah. So so I don't know. Um, y- you know, if if there's a big market turn and and I lose a bunch of my investment capital, or uh, you know, then yeah, I'll have to go back to work. But yeah, well, but I don't know. We'll have to put a, a dentist chair in the back of that van, and you can just be m- Mr. Mobile Dentist guy, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll uh, concurrently pull you into working for Dialed <laughs> Dialed Cycling Lab. That, that could be I fun. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Cool. Um, for the racing scene, I'm curious. Do you have a nemesis? Who's Lance Hepler's arch nemesis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a good question. Um, well, I think I have different nemesis in in uh, in different disciplines sure. because you know, mountain biking. Danny Weichel has just had my number. You know, yeah. So had that's, mine that's too. A name that, <laughs> yeah, it's a name that comes up. Um, road biking. Um, I, I think one of my nemesis would probably be my teammate, Chris Surratt. Oh, no. But, <laughs> but I, I, don't, I don't think I could call him a nemesis or a friend of me because we, we, like, we decide beforehand who's working for who. Am I working for you or are you working for me? And it's been a, it's been a great partnership to have. And no, so hold on. Time out. I'm just as happy to see him win. Chris, as Chris, he is, I think, to see me do well. Chris is your nemesis. Let's just shoot straight here. We're going to get back to <laughs> okay. team training camp. You guys fought each other tooth and nail for those stop sign victories so that you guys could win the sprint victory award for the day. Each day you guys were out there duking it out. That was so fun to watch. It, it was it was one of the funnest things I did all year was those training camp sprints for the stop ahead signs. Sure. It was yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So. so road racing, though, getting back into it, I mean, if you think about, like, PR, was there somebody out there where you're constantly duking it out with them? Um, I, I was never actually the anointed person at PIR. So True. I was always working for somebody else. True, yeah. So, and and, and I, I tried, I, I, it's kind of funny. I think I'm a decent road racer, but it's, like, my my least successful discipline in biking i i've like i i don't um i i I haven't i don't have the results to back up my my road biking career and so it was good for me to go in there and always work for somebody else or work for a teammate and you know there was three or four guys that i always had to keep my eye on for sure sure um like um ben what was ben's last name snodgrass Yes, Ben Snodgrass. He's yep. a triathlete, super strong. Yep. If if he tried to go in a move, I I tried to follow it. Um, there was uh, Bob Poole, who was a as a great sprinter sure. that I always kept an eye on. And then um, he got injured in a bad crash. That was very sad to see. Um, but he is recovering and he's back on his bike. Good. I've seen awesome. recently. Yep. So that's been really good. Um, um, you know, I guess there's, there's a few, uh, Rob Thompson from, uh, uh, growth cycling. I can't even remember what team he's on. I guess there's a, a few of them out there, but, uh, you know, All right, I then, guess that's it. How about cyclocross? 
Um, well, I'm in a new group, so I don't know who I'm going to be battling. You're going to be the young buck, the, the, the little kid on the corner there that's going to be uh, throwing stones at everybody, like <laughs> trying to take their lunch money. <laughs> I, it, that, it might be me, yeah. yeah. I might have some angry people with me uh, if I start messing with some of the – I don't know. There's a couple of big names in, in the 50-plus um, category that could be hard. You know, um, sure. Rick Metz um, has some big history there. Uh, James Otto, those are names. Teammates like um, Scott Troutman and um, John Hatfield, those, those are strong 50-plus sure. racers. So um, it should be – it all should be interesting. Yep. That's for sure. Gotcha. So you're known – you're a known Stravaholic. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yes. What is your most coveted KOM? <laughs> oh boy. You know, I'm not that good of a climber and I, I, um, I, I'm always like trying to get better at climbing. I should probably quit eating the junk food and lose like 20 pounds so I could actually climb better. Maybe that's what will happen next year, but who knows? Um, I, that's that's a good question. There's there's five or six KOMs right around my house yep. that I just feel like I need to own them. <laughs> I, and, Especially when they have your name I, in the freaking title. <laughs> I have named a couple myself, and I do have those KOMs of the ones that have my names in them. One of them, one of them doesn't because it's too close to the freeway, and and people get uh, you know forgetting to turn off their computers. So there's a, a couple in there that are, you know, that are going like 56 miles an hour. And you so, can go flag those. Um, Make them go yeah, away. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I know. I just, I haven't, uh, I haven't dug that deep into it yet, but gotcha. so there's, yeah, there's a few KOMs around my house that um, if, if I lose, I will go back and defend because I just feel like I should own them. Is there so. one in particular <laughs> that you do not own? Not necessarily ones that are in your own backyard, but just in, in our area in general. Is there one that you want to go out and get that you really have your highest yes. set on? There's one. It's um it's Ellsworth Road North. It's a it's a about a half mile climb. It starts almost at my house and goes, you know, up this hill. And I believe you own it, Jake. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was wondering I, if that I, was one that I might have. <laughs> I think I'm fifth on the list. Um, I haven't really taken a good effort at it recently, but um, that's 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 in the works. Gotcha. When, when the wind is right and I'm fe- <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not and I'm feeling pretty good, I'm gonna go for it one of these days. All right. But, well, if I get that out O email, you better watch out because I'm gonna be back there <laughs> within hours of getting that just to try and reclaim. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of, and I'm I'm good with that. That's why we have these dumb competitions anyway. Yeah, so it's all good times. All right. So a couple questions for you here um, on the podcast. If you could have one guest come and join us on the podcast, who would it be? Lance Armstrong. Hmm. I think I've heard somebody else tell yeah. me that before. <laughs> uh, you know, why he, is that? He's kind of getting back into the industry. You know, um, he. He's such a controversial person uh, because people either love him or hate him, and uh, it's hard to kind of have some middle ground with him. Um, I, there's just a, a bunch of questions I would just love to be able to ask of him, and, and I think having somebody like him would be good exposure for our little podcast as well. Sure. Um, so I, I, that's the name that comes to mind immediately. I mean, I've, I've gotten close a few times. I got on his podcast, but you sure did. 
uh, but there was not an opportunity to try to weasel in there and and um he's been a pretty busy guy so i haven't really reached out either but yeah so he would be a great guest to have i also think phil guyman would be a great guest to have because he's funny and he is you know trying to increase his you know media presence as well sure. you know as since since he's been retired so i think he'd be a great guest too like I, those are the two that come to mind 100% agree with that both of those guys yeah. would be great i think phil would be super entertaining that guy there's he's just got like a, a really comedic sense about him and i just love his sense of his sensitivities they're, they're funny so right. um, what is a topic that you'd like to talk, uh, tackle on the podcast um i well one of the things i always wanted to talk more in depth about certainly was was doping and amateur cycling and and we kind of were able to to cover that which which is great um i i I, the other thing i i think it's always good for us to have some kind of information for beginners or people just starting out in racing and not just be kind of um an elitist racers podcast but also have information for for people that are just beginning or just trying to get into racing so that there's some education there and try to take some mystique out of bike racing because i think that can be scary for people you know one of the um a rewarding thing for me is i've, I've had people um there have been facebook messages or there's been instagram messages from people who said, you know, after listening to your guys' podcast, I've decided that I think it'd be okay for me to, to get out there and try to race, you know, uh, once or twice. And, and that makes my day to hear that. Even if it was, even if we did a hundred episodes and we just convinced one person to go out and race their bicycle or one person to go out and just give cycling a shot, I'm a happy camper. Right. I agree. So that would be, that would be a cool thing. That that's been a cool thing for me to see that that's happened a couple of times, but um, to continue to foster, you know, people into the racing scene, I think would be even better. So including things for, for beginners and and people with questions about racing and and what it really takes to race. I think those would be good things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, if there was one thing that you could either add or take away from the show, um, it could be anything like it could be a segment. It could be just structure format or anything. What would it be? Oh, that's a good question. You want me to critique our own uh, masterpieces, Jake? <laughs> yeah, and I know I, and I did not disclose any of these questions to Lance, just so you know. So he's he's literally on the hot seat right now having to um, think on the fly. So um, I'll ramble on for a second and let him process that. Uh, yeah, just hey, what, actually, what would you change? Actually, no, yeah, something comes to mind. I'd get rid of all the triathlon talk. <laughs> <laughs> now you're cooking. <laughs> no more running talk and, and swimming talk. I just want to talk about bikes and bike racing <laughs> and myself. There should be more of me. It should be more. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. I'm joking there a little bit. I, I, I think our... I think our um, our backpedals can go a little long because we all want to talk about ourselves and what we kind of experienced and what we've been through in the last week. But I'm totally I'm the one that's the most guilty about all hey, that. I, so I just set the bar. I just set the bar last week. Say. Did you hear how fast my backpedal was? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I went right. through it in about 30 seconds. So, oh. <laughs> 
Yeah, it, it, it can be a little long and whatnot, and it's just fun catching up with you guys. And I do like hearing the stories, and I hope everybody else does as well. But that's definitely probably something that we can short up a little bit. If they're, uh, you know, 20 minutes is a stretch for us, so that's just giving everybody five minutes. But if we're rambling on for 45 minutes about stuff that we did in the past week, I don't necessarily right. know if people are going to want to listen to that or we're going to have to cue them where they need to fast forward to so they don't have to right. listen to us. Fast so, forward, yeah. Yeah. I agree. That could be uh, very arduous all right uh, <laughs> um any uh anything about the podcast that you want to add before we change gears and go into a few more questions no i i i don't i don't think so i think those are a couple things good yeah. good all right um i want you to give me some dirt on matt and evan <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you, you you think i have dirt on those two guys matt talk some serious <laughs> mac on you guys so you gotta up your game man <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey, you better put me last, otherwise these guys oh. are gonna just pale in comparison. He's just gonna like, <laughs> might as well just stop the show right after his segment. So, well, I tell you, you know, I I love Matt to death. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's somebody I could just hang out with all the time, and but I, I think he's having some difficulty coming to the age where his athletic performance is starting to fade a little bit <laughs> because that definitely happened to me when I hit that 40, 42, 43 age, my, my, my ability to recover and to put, you know, the longer sustained power output just dropped. And, um, I, I think Matt is seeing that he's, he's having a hard time recovering from a couple of injuries, even before his bike crash. Um, you know, he's been having issues with, with his Achilles and whatnot. So basically you're saying that Matt is old, he's slow yeah, and, he's, and he's soft, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> what about Mr. Price? Uh, Mr. Price. Um, let's see. I think, um, he, he has certainly learned a lot being a professional, um, triathlete this year. Um, and he's he's getting uh, quite a bit of humble pie at every race he's been doing, <laughs> which <laughs> which is which is good. But I I still see a little bit of um, um, naivety in in Evan in the way he he sees things, and I think it's just a factor of his age. You know, I'm it's I'm we have to remind ourselves that he's 28. Yes, that's I right. Mean, he's, He's, he's still 20, a puppy. He's yeah, twenty years younger than me, which yeah. is crazy. Uh, yeah, but um, you know, I same thing. I can't say, I can't say anything bad about Evan. I love that guy. So yeah, he's a great, dude. It's been good. <laughs> All right, you're a pretty open book. I mean, you you kind of put it out there, and everybody knows a lot True. about you. You share a lot, and you your whole life is kind of laid out on the the Instagram landscape as well as it, it the is. Facebook land, yeah. if you will. Um, tell us something that most people don't know about you. Oh, um, let's see. Um, I, you know, figured if I put I you on the spot, I'd get something good, something, <laughs> something juicy. Like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Brandy, what's something people don't know about me that I should tell the whole world? Oh, Brandy's riding shotgun with you, huh? She's, she's sitting here next to me. She can't hear you, but, um, <laughs> tell her I said hi. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did you hear that? I did not. I, she, she says that I'm, I'm the same kind of 
idiot, over-the-top kind of person at home and with my friends than I am online. I don't, I don't have um, an online personality or a, or a social media personality and a home personality. I'm kind of the, I'm, I'm kind of the same both places. <laughs> oh, so, how does she put up with that, man? I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a long road. It's long, long, uh, long absences. That's how she puts up with it. <laughs> Lance, go ride your bike for a week. <laughs> That's right. Please go away. Are you leaving soon? Because I need a Lance break. Yeah, that van. You should go take that van for a drive, Lance. <laughs> go for, go take a trip. We'll see you in a couple weeks. I think you should go take a trip. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, I don't really oh, yeah. have. Oh, go ahead. Go I ahead. used to be. I used to be fat. That's. Yeah, I, I have, I have, I have struggled with my weight my entire life, my entire adult life, um, and it's that's, uh, and I probably didn't post as much, or, you know, uh, or share as much when I was bigger. So um, yeah, I've I've struggled with the weight. Right now, I'm I'm at a decent weight. I'm not even where I want to be right now, but I think that's a lifelong battle. So. Well. You got that Hepler focus. We've talked about that before. You've talked about that before. And as soon as you get that hyper focused uh, Hepler focus going on, dude, you do some serious damage to the old uh, waistline. I mean, I yeah, can remember, I... gosh, what was it like going into training camp this past year? You were freaking light. I mean, you were probably what right around 170 pounds. I was like 178, I think, going into training camp. Were you yeah. lighter than that, though, at some point in time? Weren't you close to like one? I know that you were in the 170s. I just thought you were closer to 170. Yeah. No, that's that's about where I was, about 175, 178, I think, for training camp. What's the most um, you've ever weighed, if you don't mind me asking? The most? Yeah. Is that um, a 250? Oh, wow. So, yeah, you've had yeah. a huge, huge swing. I've been a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Who's a big boy? I was a big boy. <laughs> oh, is uh, Piper there too? Piper is asleep on the uh, bed in the back, but yes, Piper the Wonder Pup is uh, is cruising with us today. Nice. Cool. Got any questions for me, Lance? Well, Jake, what's something uh, people don't know about you or something that I don't know about you, Jake, personally? I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, I too have uh, kind of. A lot of people think that you know you've been a cyclist. You've been a cyclist your whole life. I, I haven't. I've ridden bikes my entire life. I've been riding bikes since I was just able to walk. Um, I've yeah. got pictures of myself riding bikes around wearing uh, nothing but Levi pants, no shoes, no shirt, nothing around. And and I've always had bikes close to me. It's been something that's been near and dear to me. But um, I used to be. I wouldn't say I was a competitive bodybuilder, but I used to be into bodybuilding. So at, at one oh, point, wow. at one point in time in my life, I weighed about 230 pounds. I used to be able to bench press almost 400 pounds. Um, I used to be able to put 225 pounds on a barbell, and I used to rep it out over 30 times. Um, I could do that no problem. Um, oh if, my goodness! If you, yeah, if that's you, impressive. If you put a pound, uh, 225 pounds on a barbell right now and told me to bench press it, I could probably get it off the bar, and then it would come down and it would crush me, and I would probably be <laughs> halved into two people, uh, and would not be able to move that. Um, even before I had the car hit me, it would probably be the same thing. Um, just same. being a cyclist, I just haven't really cared as much for my upper body strength or whatnot sure. and just 
walking into a gym, I generally gain weight and that's not, um, conducive to, uh, being a cyclist. So, um, but I've also, uh, the most I've ever weighed was 230 pounds and I was fluffy. <laughs> this was right after we got married. I, um, was so busy with, uh, work and running a business and not working out, not riding that I yep. pretty much, um, stopped paying attention to what I was eating. My wife thought she was Betty Crocker and loved to make everything or bake everything that she possibly could. And I <laughs> wanted to sample all that stuff. So, um, and it was about that time, um, shortly after that, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't like the way that I look. I don't like the way that I feel. Got back on the bike and started training again. And that's, um, it's been pretty much rock solid for about, yeah, almost 14, 15 years of riding now. And yeah. I've just been trying to layer up on that. So, um, I love it. Other than that, I, I mean, I mean, I, again, I'm not like a super interesting person. I'm just passionate about cycling and I want to give back and um, just love hanging out with you guys. And I love the the life that, that I have. I have no gripes, no complaints. I like it, Jake. That's a good answer. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, what's your uh, what's your plan? You're heading off to do Rebecca's Private Idaho. Yeah, so there is a there is a three day stage race, gravel race, Rebecca's Private Idaho, based out of Sun Valley, Idaho. Um, I'm actually not, I'm 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 headed there today. The race starts on Thursday morning. It's Tuesday now when yep. Jake and I are having this conversation. Um, I I'm actually only going to do the first stage and the second stage. I'm not going to do the last stage because. I am going to dash home and do that first David Douglas cyclocross race Excellent. on Saturday morning. That's, <laughs> that's my plan. Now, if I get here and I do super good on the first two stages and I'm like in the top 10, I very well may stay and finish out the stage race. Or scenario, but, scenario three, come do David Douglas, get back in the car and drive back out there. <laughs> is that a possibility yeah, too? That, that is another possibility because Saturday there's no actual stage. I could do David Douglas and drive back out to Idaho to do the last stage, but well, not for nothing. it's at least... Is there an airport that's nearby? Could you fly out there instead of having to um, leg it all the way back out there? Yeah, there is. It would, you know, just cost me a fortune to do that, but it's that's possible. Yeah. But um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> stay tuned. Find out what Lance did on the next it's podcast. A nine, it's a nine-hour drive between Sun Valley, Idaho, and and Portland. So to do that, you know, twice in a you know, two day stretch could be rough and try to race. Yeah. I probably would race like crap, but what, you know, what time is your race at David Douglas? It's at 1140 in the morning or something like that. So theoretically you could be done back on the road by what? Two, two thirty. So yeah. that would have you, we'll say three o'clock you get out. So yeah, that nine hour drive, that would be rough. <laughs> there's not, yeah. there's not a lot of room for recovery in there, even though you're just no. sitting there. Maybe if uh, Brandy came with you, you could uh, pay her a few bucks to drive the van, and you could sleep in the back with Piper and get your recovery in. I that's a possibility, and she's here <laughs> with me, but she doesn't drive real good at night. Um, uh, she doesn't have real good night vision, so I try to do the driving at night. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. that's. But she said that's part of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> she just tell her to drive by Braille, find the little dots in the middle of the road, just bump, 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 down the road. There you go. Cool. <laughs> All right, Lance, I'm gonna. Let you get back to driving with your uh, with your bride there and your dog, and wish you all the best when you're uh, out racing at Rebecca's Private Idaho. Keep the rubber side down, and we will see you on Saturday. Thanks, Jake. We'll see you Saturday. All right, man. Have a good one. Drive safe. All right. See you Thanks, bud. Bye. All right. Last but not least, let's give that Evan Price guy a call. Hello? Mr. Evan Price, it's Jake from the Dial Podcast. How are you? 
oh man, this is this is interesting. This is this is I am not at at my seat. I'm not prepared in any way. <laughs> this is this is a very special call right now. What's up, Jake from the Dial Podcast? Not much, but how are you doing? Well, it's just as much your podcast as it is my podcast. So <laughs> this is Jake from our podcast giving you a shout. What's up, dude? Um, yes, not too much. Cool. Hey, um, I'm calling you on Skype right now, and I'm wondering if we would have a better connection if I were to call you in a landline, but I'm just going to roll with it because you're on Skype and everybody else was on Skype, so <laughs> keep it fair. Um, Let's go with it. Cool. Uh, we're not doing backpedals today, but I want to know, how did that race go this past weekend? Yeah, that's that. That's actually what I, I just flying back. You know, that's I'm sure you know why we're doing these calls is I was, you know, traveling back from the, from, from the race here from Traverse City, Michigan. Um, First and foremost, that that city is absolutely incredible. Absolutely love that city. Um, that that race should hopefully go back to there for a long time. But uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a good race, a lot better than the race I'd had in Colorado. Uh, had a had a good um, a good day overall. Was was at least in the race all day, but it was a pretty stacked field. So I was, I think, twentieth out of the twenty six or twenty seven guys that started, but it was still a good day. So. Uh, biked and ran really well and the swim was going well until I kind of got cut off from the mid pack, but definitely still a much better swim than what I did in Boulder. So good. things are, things are improving. The the fitness definitely showed that I think I got some good fitness going to the last race of the year in two weeks. So good. yeah, two, two weeks. And then I'm, I'm wrapping up the season in Santa Cruz. How are you feeling for that? I'm, I'm feeling very good. I, I actually even, uh, uh, you know, training training today even and basically right right back into it there was no no real break after this race so nice i know that you uh you loved yep. that race last year and you get to do it this year as a pro and i think it was last year when you finished that race that's when you decided to take your pro card correct yep yep that, that was actually when i qualified for it was was at that race so that you know i think uh it'll be a great comparison race which is why i'm excited to do it good yeah i'm curious i think to it's see. A, it'll it'll be a good way to see over a year you know how the how the fitness has developed yeah it'll be fun to see exactly um how your numbers stack up against each other were the the conditions pretty yeah. favorable last year uh yeah they were they were definitely favorable conditions i don't think the wind played too big of a role on the bike and the wind in the past has played a role on the bike so we'll 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 see how that plays this year but uh re- regardless this is the best bike fitness i've had in a in a very very long time so i I've, I've got a lot of confidence going into this race gotcha gotcha well this uh this dovetails right into my first question for you what has been the one moment that stands out the most for you in your first full season as a professional triathlete the the one moment you know i would say i i would actually say it was the um really my my very first race in galveston texas there was a moment where um i was kind of heading down from uh um down it was a long out back course as, as i described on an earlier podcast so it was you know going out on the bike you're gonna see uh the leaders coming back at you and really the the moment that kind of stuck out to me, just realizing kind of the level that I was competing at, how far away I was from that level was watching Andrew Starkowitz hammering back on the back and uh, back on the bike from the turnaround and lead. There was just this kind of moment. I remember I kind of picked up my head and just, it was weird seeing him in the race, you know, a guy that I had watched on NBC for years with the Kona Ironman world championships. It's just kind of that surreal moment when you realize like, Oh wow, imagine, you know, this yeah. is, that's 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 what real speed looks like <laughs> and, it, and it was some real speed he was flying that day so yeah 
That's excellent. I think yeah. I think that 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 first moment was pretty shocking there. Yeah, we all kind of talked. You know, we weren't talking behind your back or nothing, but we're like, you know, he's supposed to have this first season. He's not supposed to go out there and, and crush, and he's not supposed to go out there and feel like you know he's the man. He needs to have these these teachable moments, these like humbling moments. And you've definitely alluded to the fact that you've had some of those. But I think on the whole, you've done quite a bit better than everybody was expecting. So you've had a great season. I'm, and we're all super proud of you, dude. Yeah, I, you know, I really, I really do appreciate that. And I think, and I think you, you, you nailed the head there, Jake. This was going into the season. I think you kind of, you know, I, you know, you set lofty goals for yourself, but I was, I was so ready to get humbled and, and, and in a good way, you know, I think it's like the same thing when you decided you were going to start really doing road racing in the cat one, two, three, you know, last season, it's like you, you have that kind of. Oh no, we lost Evan. Hold on a second here. We're going to try and call him back. All right, we've got Evan back here. Uh, sorry about that, Evan. So pick up where you left off. <laughs> Good, don't worry. Just, just put that on my tab. I talked for an extra five minutes after that anyway. So, <laughs> But, yeah, um, you know, it, 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 I was just, you know, it's going from that, that being kind of at the top of a field, whether that's, you know, amateur triathlon or in cycling would be like, you know, being in the Cat 4 or 5 field. Let's say you're the guy who, like, you know, is making moves and kind of dominating races. You, it's, it's. It, it was a fun experience this year to jump from that to really getting my butt absolutely handed to me at times. And that's, you know, I think it was an important thing to do this year. And I, I was excited with it, you know, at, as the season's coming to a close, I know exactly what I need to work on. And I think I, I can compete at this level, which is an exciting thing to know, you know, whether you go and absolutely dominate your first year as a pro or not, I think everybody gets humbled. I, I doubt there's very few guys out there who going into their first year as a pro, you know, did exactly what they thought they were going to do. So, um, yeah, I was, I've, I've been excited with it. And I think I've been decently consistent outside of one rough race at altitude. So, yeah. um, go, going into Santa Cruz, I've, I've been seeing improvements all year and I kind of hope to continue to see that. So, Yep. Excellent. Cool. All right. Let's jump into a few questions here that I have for you. Um, what's a topic that you want to have us do on the podcast that you can just completely geek out on? What, what's that one that you want to really just tackle? Oh, it's especially after this season, it's, it's the Kona world championships and the 70.3 world championships. So basically, you're saying you want to do a triathlon takeover. Oh, just a triathlon takeover. <laughs> that is, I mean, if we did that this year, just having raced some of these guys now and being a little bit more inundated and kind of, you know, studying the the pro field a little bit more. Oh, I've I've got some some fun Kona takes, and I think I've and I think I got mad on a couple of them. I think I think I'm gonna, I think I think my picks will be solid this year. So, so. here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to give you and Matt the keys to the studio. I'm going to jump in the van with Lance and go do some crazy rides somewhere. You guys have at it. Knock yourself out. I know we're going to come back to like a five hour show. (laughs) We'll have, we'll have, we'll have a, we'll have six episodes lined up by the time you guys get back from the ride. So. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Um, what are you going to can on for 2020? What's, what are like maybe your three key points that you really want to like peck on those things the most? So I, I am going to, and I've really already started this process in the pool, but I'm, I'm going to swim like a swimmer. I'm going to, you know, this last year going into this year, I started training like a runner, you know, running with runners, yep. really focusing on that perspective. And now it's, it's time for me to really, really train like a, a true swimmer. And that's, and that's going to be my main focus. Um, I'm going to get n- number two would definitely be like high quality bike work this gotcha. off season. 
So, you know, getting a little bit more active with Zwift, I'm probably going to Zwift this off season with our, our powerhouses on the team, you know, Nate, my guy van, you know, Tonk and all those guys. So I think that just really keying in on Zwift for high quality power workout sure. this, this off season. And then really just, just loving running again. And I mean, I've, I've been loving running this season, but getting onto the trails, running long, really starting to train for the marathon distance. That's, that's kind of the, the three keys this off season, I'd say. Gotcha. Yeah. I look forward to riding with you this off season as well. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. I mean this, this past year, I've really obviously just been trying to get back into myself. And I, I told myself at the, uh, the beginning of the season, I'm not here to race. I'm not here to be competitive. I'm just here to kind of have fun and, and really just get re-familiarized and reacquainted with my bike. And I have had to yeah. constantly remind myself of that throughout the year because I, I'm, yep. I'm just kind of a, you know, a shadow of my, my former self, but, um, going into the 2020 season, I, I need to start taking things a bit more seriously and the training program is going to kick off in about October. And I'm looking forward to doing some of that work with you. So it should be fun to oh, jump was, on some rides. I was going to say, I will absolutely jump on the, 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 the Jake high quality biking, uh, <laughs> training plan. I need, I need to jump on whatever you're on. So <laughs> yeah, it'll be fun. Um, yep. regarding the podcast. If you could have one guest, just any guest, join us on the cool. podcast, who would said guest be? Andrew Starkowitz, the guy I mentioned earlier from uh, um, uh, the Galveston race. Gotcha. Just, just because he is, uh, he's coached by a guy who owned a bike shop who I worked at for years and was a great family friend, Bob sure. Duncan. So yep. I'll tell you what, if, if Starkowitz goes out and has a good uh, Kona race, I would absolutely love to uh, to pick his brain on the podcast. Okay. But I do... I do. I do have a close second. Who's that? Um, I I would love to have um, uh, Chris Serrett on the on the uh, podcast too. Hey, there you go. That's a good one. I re- just just from a local perspective. I mean, the the few conversations me and Chris have had together, he's a super interesting, nice guy, and just I think the season that he's had this year, I think from a local perspective, it, it would just be really cool to recap that with him and kind of go through you know how he trained and how he put this year together. I've got a new nickname for him, by the way. Uh-huh. Clark Kent. One more time. What was it? Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yes. <laughs> dude, the dude is friggin' Superman. The the yeah. stuff that he does on the bike just blows my mind. And it's like every weekend it's like, all right, what 150 mile, yeah. 200 mile, 100 mile ride adventure are you going on? It's not an adventure. It's yeah. a freaking race. And he's going out there and he's podiuming, podiuming him on these like ridiculous courses. Yep. This, his that, story that guy, is man. it's spectacular, and I think that he would be a great person to have on. And he's yeah. probably one of the nicest people you meet to boot. So it's uh, yeah, that yeah. that's a really good call. If you had to pick a third, I'm just curious if there was a third, like a, a big ass baguette. I, the 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 other one for me is Chris Hannell, just because of the medical perspective from him. I'd love to talk like time management with him, how he did it, you know, this year too. I mean, really, when you're looking at the team, sure. I mean, you know, like my guy Van Nate Scott, Tonk just killed it this year great but yeah. really for the you know the the not to call them old but a little bit older professionals i think you know it's it's cool to see how they balance their their own professional life with amateur bike racing and really becoming two of the strongest guys in the region gotcha gotcha and if there was one last one like like the big get like the near impossible get who would it be cool lance armstrong <laughs> <laughs> I was baiting you to say that the whole time. And the reason why I ask you is know, be- you, you know, I would love to get, Oh my God, if we could get a, podcast or get, um, or not, or not stages, his uh, Lance's podcast on the move. Yeah. Incredible. The move. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, the reason why I say that is because I asked Matt and I asked Lance and without even hesitating, they both said Lance Armstrong. I'm like, really? I would expect that from yep. Evan, but not from you guys. And here you are giving me all these other great Give people, but, but I, <laughs> I was expecting you to fanboy out on me. So, oh, oh, if you, if you say shoot for the moon, that's going to be the same Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we will come up with a hashtag of getting him on the podcast and we will start, um, you know, pinging him and and tagging him and some stuff just to see if we can at least turn his head in our direction. That'd be friggin' awesome. That would be. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Cool. Um, a couple other, just real quick questions and you know, I know that you got to get going, so just feel free to let me know because I know you got to get back to patients and whatnot. Give me some dirt on Matt or Lance or kind of tell me something that, that you don't think people know about them or just something, just kind of give him a little poke a little bit here on Lance. It was some dirt on Lance and yeah. Let's go, let's go with Lance on this one. Lance once, oh God, what, what was it? Lance was, um, oh, there's, so like Lance's number one thing that we, we had asked him like dental advice a while ago, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And I, I remember that conversation. And the, and the thing that he had said, which I just scratched my head up, but I thought it was hilarious that he had talked about this was that like flossing or no, or no, that brushing your teeth without toothpaste was just as effective as brushing your teeth with toothpaste. I've actually dropped that on a few people and like, what? Yeah. Like a dentist told me that <laughs> he's like, that it is better like- to use. <laughs> he's like, it's better to use toothpaste, but you don't need it. It's like 90% effective to do it yeah. without or something like that. Yeah, that I'm was- not even, I'm, I'm not even sure if that's a dirt, but I just remember that Lance had said that. And I was like, oh wow, that's actually pretty wild. Yeah. I, I would have never <laughs> guessed that. Yeah. And that was, I was like, I was like, I was doing a little bit more. So then I had to really, really think like buying toothpaste and stuff. Yeah. It's like and, those, those commercials too. Like nine out of 10, 10 dentists agree that this toothpaste is the best. Well, Lance is that one that says you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And oh, Matt. Well, Matt's, Matt's thing is Matt way underplays too, like how good he is actually at coding. This mm. is not good. I'm like complimenting both of them. I have dirt. I just like not off the top of my head. I go, I go for the compliments <laughs> first. But yeah, he like Matt, Matt's work schedule. I think people kind of don't realize how crazy his work schedule is sometimes with he'll go time periods where it's calm. But then, I mean, we remember that time period where what he was at Nike for like, you know, like seven days straight or something, six or seven days. Yeah. And it was like 16 hour days or just something insane. Like he almost like slept there. Yeah. Yeah. And then here's some dirt on him when he's there. Uh, for, for what he told me, he eats and drinks super unhealthy. He lives like a college kid trying to finish his like <laughs> essay, his like final essays. He's like, oh yeah, I'm like surviving off of monsters and Snickers while I'm there. There you I'm go. I'm not sure if he actually was. That was what I was surviving off at that time. But yeah, you know, I, <laughs> he definitely lives a very unhealthy lifestyle for those time periods. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Um, I, I know that you got to get back. You got a few yeah, a few seconds here. You got to get going. Probably, probably got to get going. Got a, got a few patients to get to, but we will, we will all catch up in this, in this next week, which I cannot wait for. It's going to be good to have everybody back in the, back in the office. Gotcha. Well, unless you get some yep. questions for me, I will let you go. Nope. I got to, I got to head out, but I, I will definitely be grilling everybody when I get back here. Sounds good, Evan, man. You take care. Congratulations yep. again on a great race and we'll see you soon. Thank you guys. Hey, right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See you, man. Bye. Bye. Okay. So that wasn't so bad. And see, I told you it was much better than listening to me ramble on. And another thing, if you've got some feedback for us, we really do want to hear from you. Shoot us a message. Um, You can use our email addresses, all of our first names, Jake, Lance, Matt, and Evan, at Dial Podcast. You can reach out to us on Facebook. Um, Go to at Dial Podcast, and you'll uh, be able to direct message us there, or you can direct message us on Instagram as well. That's at Dial Podcast. 
Um, we would love to hear from you. We want to know, do you like the show? Is it too long? Is it too short? Do you want to have any kind of special guest on? Um, another thing coming up too is we still plan on having guest listeners come on. It's uh, going to be about a three or four minute little segment. We're going to do a little quick Q&A, a little hot seat, if you will. And uh, we want to connect with you guys. It's just going to be a, a fun way for us to continue to build community like we mentioned we want to be doing. Other than that, we really do thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Um, Matt and Evan and Lance, I hope you guys all travel safe. And uh, we will be back in the studio next week. You guys have a good one. Bye for now. Bye for now.